You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday, guys. Happy New Year's Eve. My children are home today. Daycare is closed. And I think we're going to attempt to go and see a movie with Carson and Taylor. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> so fun. I don't We're going to try and go see Sing too. Oh, fun. I don't yeah. think Marcus would make it. We get through about 15 minutes of the Cars movie almost every day right now. And he tells me the same story every time he sees the same part of the movie. And I'm like, can we make it past this part? Like, <laughs> yes, I see that. Cars. Carson loves Sing, like the first Sing. Mm-hmm. And I actually bought a box of Rice Krispie Treats the other day at Target with him. He doesn't even really eat Rice Krispie Treats, but but it had Johnny, the gorilla on it. And I'm like, this is this is advertising at its finest. Like this Rice Krispies is getting me to buy this stupid box of Rice Krispie Treats that my child's not even going to eat because it has a picture of someone on it. <sighs> this is toddler life. But that $3 box of Rice Krispie Treats saved me a meltdown in Target. So, you know, it happened. Like, this is... So I was at Starbucks last week. It was Christmas Day. Yes, Christmas Day. A lady cuts through the line very abruptly and is like, I am trying to avoid a meltdown for my six-year-old. I need his hot chocolate right now. And I felt so bad for the workers because number one, you're working on Christmas Day. Yeah, no kidding. Number two, I see her side because we all know what it's like Mm -hmm. to have a meltdown. And she was like, I Mm -hmm. ordered this on the app 15 minutes ago. And ironically, I was in the same situation. I had ordered my drink and they were just so backed up. I was trying, I was like trying to be patient with them, but I did say to the girl, yeah. like, I have the scone for Marcus, but I don't have my drink. So I just felt bad for her. But, um, I mean, anything to avoid meltdowns. So $3 is worth it. Yeah, it was. Especially and in like, a public place, because mm-hmm. I think I've shared this story before and Marcus still loves to say, help me, help me. He does it all the time at home, but in a public place. I can only imagine what's going through other people's mind when your child is kicking and screaming, saying, help me, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Toddler meltdowns. They happen to everyone. That's mm-hmm. the thing that you are not, no one's immune to them. And, and I if think, you are, screw you, your kids are anomalies. <laughs> I think they're only going to get worse from here. But yeah. Yeah. I, will, I will say he's getting better with timeout because a couple times this week, he hears Art's voice turn and Art says, go sit in that chair. And he has been going and sitting and he's remorseful. And he says, sorry, daddy, you know, but sometimes you ask him mm-hmm. if he's sorry. And he looks you straight in the eyes and shakes his head. No. <laughs> and you're like, it takes everything within me not to be more mad at you right now, but okay, we'll come back. We'll let you reset. We'll come back to this in a couple minutes. And then when you actually want to play, you have to first apologize. So disciplining is hard. Can we talk about it that? Is. Because it is so freaking hard. What? Disciplining. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, like Carson's been in a phase right now where he laughs when I try to discipline him. He went through a phase right before he turned three where it was like ultimate meltdowns, like throwing himself on the floor, screaming at the top of his lungs, kicking. He's kind of past that now, but now it's just like, I laugh at you. 
I laugh in your face when you try to discipline me. <laughs> like, oh, oh we, my goodness. We're in, the, I mean, I think we're coming out of the hitting phase, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm not going to lie. They're so ridiculous that I struggle not to laugh. I have to walk away. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I just, you know, I want to laugh, but I know obviously that's not going to make them feel good. It's not going to help us get the point across. So <laughs> we just let him sit and, you know, do his little thing. We talk about it afterwards. I don't know how effective it is, how much he understands, but it's better than nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are, infl- we are talking about, listen, if you act this way, you don't get any of your toys. You don't get any, you, you don't get your mm-hmm. iPad, your bus, like you sit in time out for a few minutes and then you can yeah. play and do other things before you get these things back because these are privileges that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, like you got to understand in life, you don't always get what you want, Carson. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. At least not in our world. Maybe with grandmas you do, but <sighs> yeah, not in my world. So <laughs> anyways, <laughs> let's get, let's get to it. Cause we can let's talk about these we boys can talk, all day. We can talk all day. Okay. Um, today on New Year's Eve, on the eve of a new year, new you guys, we need to talk about shedding the old stuff and bringing in the new. Because I think a lot of times, one of the biggest conversations we have with our clients is around identifying differently than you ever have before. Because a lot of people, when they go into change, they think about temporary. They think, I need to do this for the next 30 days. I need to do this for the next 60 days, maybe even 90 days. But then I go back. And there's no thought of like, no, I am literally becoming a different person. I am identifying as someone who does not order the pizza every Friday night anymore, who doesn't sleep in through my alarm and miss all my workouts. I am identifying as someone that chooses what is best for me, that ignores other people, that ignores comparison, that ignores all of the temptations. Like that is my new identity. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people think that they just can implement these things short term and it's just going to fix everything. You guys, it's a little bit more difficult than that. I'm sorry. Like we need to understand that the path to becoming the best version of yourself will require you to get rid of habits that no longer serve the person you're trying to become. Yep. And if you don't take care of the internal (coughs) shit, this baggage that you have, you won't make a lasting change. You can do something for 30, 60, 90 days. Heck, you can do it for six months and you can see progress. But in order to sustain that progress, you have to change as a person. Your values, your beliefs, your habits, your routines, they have to change if you want to sustain those things. We've talked about this before. The things that are going to get you to your goal are the things that you're going to need to continue to doing to maintain where you're at. And Mm -hmm. honestly, you probably evolve even further and change even more once you are at that place where you're just maintaining, right? Because you realize like some of those habits are going to start to slip back in, right? There's that bitch voice inside your head. We, we were talking about this before we hopped on and it's so true. Everybody has a bitch voice. We have a boss, boss babe, you know, badass bitch voice. And then we have just a wimpy bitch voice, right? Think about this in your workouts, right? You're doing like a tough workout and man, this is hard. I just want to give up. No one will know if I just go home. That's my bitch voice. Like I really don't want to do this at 5:30 in the morning when it's freezing cold outside. Or the badass bitch voice has to take over and say, "No, this is a commitment you made to yourself. We're going to crush this workout. So pick the heavy shit up. Keep going." Right? And I think a lot of people just look at like Becca was saying the short term and they think that it's all about the nutrition or the workouts, but really there's so much more in terms of your mindset, your values, your beliefs, and your routines. And so you have to be okay with letting go 
some of the parts of your life that don't serve you anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And and think about this in a way of like, we have a lot of clients that we've had to talk through this piece with specifically is like, you've lost weight and you have these clothes in your closet that you are afraid of maybe getting rid of because you're afraid that you might resort back to that place. And I always tell them, you know what? You're doubting yourself. Everybody can have doubts. You can doubt yourself in any area of your life, but don't let that doubt take over because that's your bitch voice, right? Be that badass boss, babe, that you want to be and say, no, I'm getting rid of these clothes. These things don't serve me anymore. I'm not going to go back to my old ways and spiral myself backwards and undo all of my progress. I'm not going to let that happen. And so get rid of those clothes because you're telling yourself where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be and that you're not done yet with the work that you're doing. I think this happens too when people say, oh, well, I just don't want to waste the food that I have in my house. So I'm just going to eat it until it's gone and then I'll start. No, no, no. No, that is not a good choice. Like those foods don't serve you. If you have the Oreos, I'm sorry, guys. Like, let's be real honest here. It's maybe 50 bucks worth of food. Like if you really broke it down, the box of Oreos, the bag of chips, the chicken fingers, like whatever it is, it's really not that much money. And I would, if it was me and someone was like, Give me fifty dollars down. Give me fifty dollars now, or you hold on to that weight for another two weeks. I'd be like, oh, here's fifty bucks. Here you go, no problem. But for whatever reason, we hold on to these material things. We hold on to these things because we're like, no, I don't want to be wasteful. Or oh, well, what if you know what? If, we talked about this on Wednesday. Burn the bridge. Burn the ship. Burn the things that got you to where you are now, because you're never going back there. Like we're not, it's just not even a decision. You are becoming a different person. And the other hard thing for a lot of people is like friendships or relationships that aren't serving them. This is much harder, I would say, than like clothes and, you know, food and stuff. Mm -hmm. You sometimes need to evaluate the people that you surround yourself with. And if they are not supportive, if they are not helpful, if they are pulling you down, you need to maybe cut off some of those relationships. And that's hard. Like you guys, unfortunately, if you have someone in your life, especially someone that's close to you, that is like constantly tempting you and telling you, you don't need to do those things. You don't need to go work out. You're fine. You don't need to order the salad. You can have the pizza. It's just one night. Like you guys succeeding is going to be a whole heck of a lot harder, if not impossible. If you constantly have that voice in your ear, especially if you haven't made change yet, like those people that are on the other side that have kind of conquered that boy, that inner voice, if they have unsupportive people around them, like sometimes they can be strong enough to withstand that. And I think like, for example, Liz and I are in a place right now where like, it doesn't matter who's around me. Like I'm, I'm my own cheerleader. I don't need that support. But when you're trying to make that change and you don't have the support, that's tough. You guys, that's really tough. Like... I, I had good people around me during that phase of making that change. I was a part of a gym. I had a community around me. Like, and I would dare to say most people need that in a sense. Like they either need a coach, they need a community, they need something where they are seeing others each day that are lifting them up. Because if you're trying to make that change and all you have around you are people that are basically, you know, lazy and don't want to do anything and are just eating, going out to eat every weekend and drinking every weekend and like doing these things you're not going to change long-term. It's going to be too hard. You're going to keep being like, oh, that just looks easier. That's just, you know, that looks more fun. Those people do it. I should do it too. Yep. 
And I think too, a lot of people are afraid to kind of share what they want to embark upon in their journey. But honestly, what I have found is that the more that you share your story and the more that you share with people what you're doing, the more people you're going to find that are like, yeah, let me join you do that. You know, like one of my good friends, it's great to have them over now because she's like, I don't even really drink anymore because I get such bad hangovers. She might have a glass or two, but it's nothing, you know, like it was when we were 25, you know, so it's great to spend time with her because I'm not tempted then to be like, you know, around other people who are just drinking after drink, after drink, after drink, right? And we can make healthy food. We can have good laughs, play good games and feel great the next day. And I think, you know, if you can start to ask other people like, hey, would you like to join me in doing this? You're going to find a lot more people that would be excited to get behind you and do it with you than you will naysayers that say like, oh, why would you want to do that? You're fine the way you are. Let's just go out and, you know, get cheese curds and get drunk or whatever, let loose, right? And so I think this all starts with one, you have to be in alignment with what you're doing. You have to believe in what you are doing. And that starts with the internal desire to change and understanding your why and why this change is important to you and where you are headed and being willing to let go of the things that don't serve you, whether that's things from your past, it's friendships, it's foods, you know, whatever it is, drinks, you're going to have to let go of some of these things. But if you can really get in alignment with yourself and you can be your own cheerleader and be proud of what you're doing, start telling other people, ask them to come on alongside you. Why not? What shame do you have if you're really excited about what you're doing? You shouldn't have any shame, you know? I agree. I mean, like, I am so excited about what I do every day to make myself better that it's not even like, I'm not even phased by things anymore. It's, it's just, just the transformation. But if someone was like, you have to give up all carbs, you have to go and do three hours of cardio. You have like, those things don't excite me. That's not something like I have found what works for me. And you guys, this journey is everyone's own journey. You have to find what makes you excited. You have to find what brings you life. Like my workouts bring me life. Liz's workouts bring her life. Our workouts are different. Like they don't need to be the exact same thing. Our intake and our food is different, but we both get excited about what we're consuming in it. And so like you have to find and build this journey that you are excited about because without that, it's never going to last guys. The motivation is going to fizzle out. It's not going to, you're going to last a couple of weeks. If that, like it's just never going to make it. And so what we need to do is we need to kind of get serious about writing this out for ourselves and figuring out like, who do you want to be? Who, like who, what characteristics does that person have? Because guess what? You can change right now in this moment. There is nothing, nothing saying that you cannot other than your thoughts and your inner voice. Like if I wanted to go and start competing again, if I wanted to go and you know, do whatever it is. I'm really blanking at some examples right now, but like whatever that person is, I'm confident, I'm excited, I'm power. Like I can literally change right now in this moment and go and start doing things that live that. But what you have to do is you have to identify it first. Like everyone says, I just want to be healthier. I want to be happy. What does that look like? Like you have to, you have to visualize that. You have to be concrete with what that is and specific. And so like evaluate, what do you want? Do you want to be confident? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to lose weight? Like, okay, what do you need to do to be those things? What does, what type of actions does that person take? Do they wake up early and work out or do they hit the snooze button? 
Do they prep their food on Sunday or go grocery shopping each weekend to make sure they have the right foods in the house? Or do they just kind of wing it and hope for the best? Like what types of characteristics and actions does that person take? Because I think that is where a lot of people just think that it's going to fall into place. No, guys, you have to visualize this. Like this is what manifesting is. Manifesting is not just like, I want a million dollars to appear. And then it appears. No, manifesting is like, this is what I want. This is the action I need to take to get there and start doing that action. But a lot of people don't like basically dive down that deep. They're just like, I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight. I think I have to eat less and work out more. No, that's not it. Like you need to be consistent with your actions and have them be intentional and actually live in them every single day and be relentless about them. Evaluate the habits and routines that are not working for you right now. Evaluate the ones that need to work and then do them. Like we can't just talk about it. We can't just think about it. Like you have to put them into play day in and day out without waiver, no matter what happens. Like shit hits the fan, you still do it because you committed to yourself to do it. And the type type of person that you want to be and you are becoming sticks out those commitments. They don't waver. They don't lack confidence because you said you were going to do something and then you don't do it when things get hard. Know that things are going to get hard. Do it anyways. But you need to understand what that looks like. You have to evaluate it. You have to write it out. Who is that person you want to become? What do they do on a daily basis? Write out exactly what that day looks like maybe. What are you doing in that day? Hour by hour. You have to make the decision to start taking control every single day, not just when it's easy. And not just trying, actually doing. Because a lot of people can try, guys. Anyone can try. But guess what trying does? Usually results in not doing it. Doing does not leave any gray area. It is black or white. You either do it or you don't. And so we need to understand what that looks like so that we can go and execute on it. Yep. And I think, too, it's important to understand that you're going to be scared. And that's okay. But you can't let fear dictate your actions, right? Like if you start thinking about these things that we're talking about right now and you are overwhelmed and you feel like, oh my gosh, this goal is really, really scary, then it's probably the exact thing that you need to be focusing on and working on if you really want to change your life. So fear, uh, feel, feel it, feel those emotions, tap into the fear, recognize it, accept it and understand that it's normal. It's okay to feel this way, but you cannot let it dictate what you are going to take action upon or you're not going to take action upon. So as Becca was saying, like you have to decide to make the decision to get in control and get specific with that. Write things down, commit to it, give yourself a daily checklist, put it on a consistency calendar, the same shit that we say almost every Friday, guys. This isn't going to change, right? Yeah. But I think at the end of the day too, we also have to understand that we have to take control of these thoughts because these thoughts will never go away. That inner bitch voice is never going to go away. Nope. I was joking with Liz earlier. Like, I call mine Fat Becca. It is the girl that I used to be. I am no longer her. I used to be her, though. The one that was lazy. The one that went out on the weekends and stopped at McDonald's on the way home from bar. The one that would sleep through her workouts that didn't care. Like, she's around still. She hangs out in my head. She's always trying to justify things. She's always trying to convince me I don't need to work so hard. I don't need to push as hard. A couple bites of a cookie isn't a big deal. But then when she takes over three months later, I wake up and I'm like, I've eaten freaking chocolate every single day for the past three months. And sure, it's not a lot of chocolate, but now it's an up, like a basically a subconscious habit that I've created and I'm not in control of anymore. 
what people don't realize is like, you guys, those thoughts don't go away. That old version of yourself, the version you're trying to shed, they're always going to be there. They're always going to be that little devil on your shoulder. They're going to be in your head trying to get you to ease up, trying to get you to give yourself more grace, right? That's what everyone says right now. Just give yourself more grace. It's been a tough year, you know? Just try not to go too hard. You don't, you know, you, you shouldn't push too hard. That's too much. Andy Frisella, like we were saying, calls it your inner bitch voice. You've got that bitch voice. You've got the boss babe voice. You choose which one you want to listen to and which one becomes dominant. But just understand, you guys, the thoughts never end. You just get better at shutting them up when they need to. Like, I have those thoughts every single day, so many times a day. So many times she's around. That Becca, just hanging around on my shoulder, being like, it's okay. It's just a cookie. It's just a bite of that. It's just a workout. It's just one. It's not going to be a big deal if you miss it. And then my boss bitch voice is like, uh-uh, mm-mm, we ain't going back there. We ain't going back to Fat Becca. That life is not one we want. I do not like that life. I was miserable. I was unhappy. I was never confident. Like there is no going back there. And so that is when my dominant voice comes in play. And I'm like, there's no letting up because I am going to continue to grow. I am going to continue to become stronger. I'm going to continue to overcome the failures that will come my way no matter what, you guys. It's not that we never struggle. We always struggle. It's just we choose to overcome it every single day. It's a choice every day. Every day is a choice. And every day, every moment, you have that choice to either grow or stay stuck. And so we need to understand like the start over tomorrow mentality, you guys, it's a weak mentality. You give it your damn best every single day. And if your best didn't cut it that day, evaluate and decide what you can do differently, but never give anything less than your best. Like you do not deserve that. You do not deserve less than your best. Would you want that for your kids? Would you want that for your spouse? No, you want the best possible for those people. Why would you allow it anything less for yourself? And so as we enter this new year, like enter it with a vendetta. Like I am not going back to what I used to be. And you can shed it, but you have to decide that. You can't just think short term. You can't think these little things. Like think big. You are recreating you. And so that's how we have to look at it. Recreating you. Yep. And you, if you have not already done so, go back and listen to Wednesday's podcast. That is where we talk about reflections. And I think that is the first step as you're going to start to evaluate what you need to shed. You need to reflect. You need to understand where your roadblocks were. Where did they, what stopped you from following through with your commitments that you made to yourself? If you made any to yourself this year, who knows? Everybody's situation is a little bit different. So go back and listen to that episode because that is kind of part one here. Today is part two. And then Monday, we're going to be talking about, you know, setting goals, planning your entire year and setting push goals and really, really getting committed to taking control and not letting that bitch voice win in 2022. You're going to make your boss babe bitch your dominant voice next year. So do the work today, do the reflections, write out all the things that we just talked about, write out your goals, write out your habits, your routines, make that decision today to take control. And then on Monday, we will set some further goals for 2022. So have a great weekend, guys. Be safe tonight, whatever you're doing for New Year's Eve. I'll be home with my little guy making some delicious food as always and going to bed yep. before midnight. <laughs> yep. In bed. Nick Nick joked about that the other day. He was like, I mean, like, why don't we go out? And I was like, why? What's the point? New Year's Eve is so overrated. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to regret it so much the next morning when I'm on six hours of sleep because my children don't give an F what time I go to bed. I just cherish sleep so much. No, same. Like lack of sleep is the worst. I'll probably, the worst. I'll probably be asleep by 930. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's Friday night, whatever. We usually get a, 10 o'clock. Yeah, we usually get some fancy food to make at home. I'm not 100% positive what we're doing yet. We've been kind of toying back and forth. So we make a fancy dinner, might have a glass of wine and... That's it. I'm going to watch Nick some movies. Nick wants lobster risotto. Mm. So I think we're doing lobster risotto. That sounds to find a good recipe. Yeah. I'm kind of like in that mode right now where I'm just burnt out of like the food that Art has been requesting. So I've just been wanting like <laughs> veggies and protein. So he keeps asking me and I did mention him lobster. I'm like, we'd always go to Costco and get some of that, but maybe we'll do like surf and turf or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do more mm-hmm. heavy carbs after Christmas and his homemade pizza and the homemade pasta request. It was so good. But what I realize, time and time again, I cannot have high carbs. It just makes me go to sleep and get so tired. So anyways, be safe tonight. We'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.